Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. I am joined by Parsons Vikings girls basketball head coach, Pat Shibe. And before we bring him in real quick, I do want to throw a quick shout out and a congratulations to Labette Community College volleyball coach, Haley Miller. Uh, she had her wedding over the weekend. Uh, congratulations to her and Chesley. I was there. That was on a Saturday night. It's now Sunday night. I'm going to bring in Pat Shivey now and just let him know, need you to carry this this week, man, because I still feel like crap from Saturday night. So <laughs> long-winded fi- filibuster me out the door, please. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, welcome to the show, Pat. Uh, the reason I'm br- the biggest reason I'm bringing you in is you guys are off to a 4-0 start. Um, before we start looking ahead and before we break down some of your games individually, just the fact that you're sitting at 4-0, and what do you feel like that's a testament to right now? Well, thanks for having me on the show, Sean. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, we're definitely pleased with our start, you know, of 4-0, and and I'm, I'm extremely happy for the girls. Um, you know, just like Brianna said, that's the first time she's ever bet, beat Gerard in her career. And, uh, you know, she was on the team where we didn't win one game. Um, so... You know, that was Brianna Patterson bringing that up with the fact that after your guys' season opening win against Gerard, and, and and you're right, she's the one senior that was on that team. That was a rough year. Yes, it was. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the hard work's paying off, and she's been, you know, the ups and the downs. And, uh, you know, I'm just really happy that, you know, she's starting to get a, you know, see some success. You know, I want to break down at least a little bit of the games that you guys have played so far and kind of look at what's got you to this point. But we got to talk about Tuesday's game this upcoming Tuesday. It is a home matchup against Fort Scott. Fort Scott, a defend- you have both defending league champions this week. Uh, you know, it is. Let's. I, I know Lebet County, they're sitting at one and three right now. They're probably not as happy with how their season has gone as you are, but. No trip to Altamont is ever easy for anybody that has ever gone there. And on Tuesday, you have Fort Scott coming into town. They shared the league title with Labette County last year. This is a Fort Scott team that you split with. And but and you mentioned it off air right before we started. They're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder because last time they were in Parsons High School, they had a chance on the regular season finale to claim the league title outright. Just win it by themselves, and instead you beat them fairly handily. By the way, a lot of I, I think you might think I bet you think that might have been the best game you played all year last year was that went over Fort Scott. They have to share the title with Labette County, and this is a Fort Scott team that is widely believed to be one of the true contenders to win the league title. With a four no start, you got to think you're in that mix. This game is going to have ramifications for months. Yes, this this is a very huge game and a very big week for us and. Like you said, uh, you know, Aldermont's still kind of trying to find their identity, but they have some very good players down there. And as soon as they find that, they're going to be a very tough team. But I can guarantee you the Fort Scott coach has not, you know, forgot about what happened last time they come here. But, you know, if you look back the last three, four years, we've had quite a bit of success against Fort Scott. That's honestly probably been your true rival in your tenure here is Fort Scott. You know, even... When Brianna was a senior, that was the game that went into like three overtimes, mm-hmm. you know, her freshman year. But, you know, we're, uh, we're hopefully be, you know, up for it and, and we're glad it's at home. And, um, you know, they, they're off to a hot start as well. They're three and O and pretty much blew out everybody they played. So, mm-hmm. you know, it will definitely be a, a big challenge. We're definitely not looking ahead to Friday. We, 
well, you know, our approach is just taking it one game at a time, and so it's strictly Fort Scott. I know no coach is ever going to just let me read off the scouting report word for word on this program, but I do want to kind of talk about how you how you scout and, and scheme this Fort Scott team a little bit. Obviously, they've got Kenzie Murphy, who's going to be a very athletic forward in there. Uh, you know, it was <coughs> going back to she was one of the best volleyball players in the league down there at Fort Scott. I'm going to get this right last name probably wrong. Yarick is their last name. Yarick. Yarick, yeah. They've got the Yarick girl as well. Uh, and Fort Scott, very well balanced. They are, and they, they like to push the tempo a little bit too at times. How do you kind of, where do you see an advantage? Where do you see, and how? what are important when it comes down to kind of the keys to victory against Fort Scott? Well, one thing about Fort Scott, pretty much everything runs through the Yarick girl. Um, against Paola, I think she had 26 out of the 43 points. But the Murphy girl is extremely athletic and can jump out of the gym. So, you know, we're going to have to do a good job of rebounding. And Clean I, up a lot of trash. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, you know, the, the big difference last year. Uh, you know, they beat us up there. And then when we uh, had them in Parsons, you know, we rebounded extremely well that game. And that was a difference to keep them, you know, for their second and third chances. So, you know, Fort Scott's got several good players. The, the Brown girl, the Comstock girl. I mean, they're going to be able to put five pretty good players on the court. Mm-hmm. You look at, uh, and then let's look at Labette County a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously that is the game following. Everybody takes it one game at a time. That is the cliche. But we, we've we seen Labette County go to the one and three start this year. Uh, their win against Collegiate that I was there for was very dominant, but we saw Landry O'Brien get hurt. She's probably going to be out for the rest of the week, or at least the, at least the rest of her, their pre-winter break slate. Uh, Kate O'Brien would be probably your starting point guard if she was on the Parsons Vikings this year. She's a very good point guard who can facilitate the ball, which is an area that uh, you're you don't have a true point guard. Probably not a lot of. Teams in Kansas, boys or girls, really do have a true point guard, but uh, obviously that 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 is that's one mismatch that County might have over you when you're going down the list. You're you're you guys probably have more talent down low than they do though this year. I'm curious, you know, that's going to end your winter break slate too. How impo- How do you kind of go into that? What will be a hostile environment as well? Well, you know, they, like I said, they got some some very good basketball players down there, and Caton is a, a true leader and. One thing about them O'Brien girls, you know, I've seen them, you know, play a lot of travel ball and basketball is their sport and they are very knowledgeable when it comes to basketball. So, you know, from what it seems like down there, you know, Caton's been kind of running the show and um, we're definitely going to have to contain her and, um, you know, they, they got some good athletes down there. So Brianna's a great coach and I know she'll have them ready to play. Um, so like I said, I just think they're still kind of trying to find their identity and you know hopefully they don't find it against us friday night <laughs> and, and, and that may be the toughest thing you say hopefully they don't find their identity against us they're everybody's going to come in with a lot of energy that game everybody's you know the, the crowd's going to be the biggest you probably will have seen all year because it'll be two communities for a rivalry game very close uh you know labette county's going to feel like this is their last chance to uh get a win before winter break it's both teams last chance to get a win before winter break uh, and it'll be a chance for them to kind of right the ship a little bit. Depending on what happens for you guys, it could be an opportunity to keep yourselves in uh, atop that those league standings or at least in the hunt no matter what. 
Uh, no matter what happens, if what no matter what happens on Tuesday, either you're going to be playing to stay atop or to stay in the hunt. How do you kind of make sure you just execute the basketball portion of everything and not let all those storylines creep into those girls' minds and affect the outcome? Yeah, you you and I both know that you know the the SEK um, championship is probably going to go through you know Fort Scott, Indy, Labette County, you know hopefully Parsons. So. It's it's a huge week, you know, and and it, it could definitely, you know, um, this could tell the tale, you know, who wins the SCK this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, real quick and just looking back on the, some of the games that you played. That Gerard game that I watched you guys play was something else. I think it was how you opened the season. You win at fifty eight fifty one in overtime. Uh, I, I think we saw you at your very best in that game with. Multiple scoring options, scoring from all three levels of the floor. We saw some some spark off the bench from Jaden Kendrick. Uh, just what you guys looked like a fun team at times. But then we saw you at your most vulnerable that very same game, really in that third quarter when Gerard's press started bothering you. Uh, I think twice you called a timeout and turned it over out of the timeout. Uh, and we saw Gerard climb back, even take a lead at one point when they were down, I think, as much as 14 or 16. Uh, they climbed back into that game. How do? You, what did you learn coming out of that night now that it's a little further behind you than it was the last time we talked about Gerard? Well, like you said, it, it was kind of a, a tale of two halves there. <clears throat> we started out extremely, you know, hot, and, um, you know, then we kind of cooled off a little bit, but... You know, one thing I see about our girls is we have a lot of fight. You know, there's been a few mm-hmm. games that we've, you know, got down a few points. We got down, you know, yesterday uh, against Mulvane 8-0, to zero, you know, and, and we kept battling. And I haven't seen the girls, you know, hang their heads. They just keep, you know, keep battling. And, um, and uh, you know, that's that's all you can ask for. And, um, you know, against the Gerard game, we, we struggled at the free throw line. I think that was the game we was 14 to 34. But since then, we've cleaned things up, you know, and one game was 14 to 17 and then 17 to 22. So, you know, hopefully we're getting better on the things that we need to work at. Your free throw shooting has definitely improved. I, I do want to ask specifically now that the game's behind us. In the moment at that Gerard game, when your girls were just when missed twenty free throws, what was going through your head on the sideline? Like it had to have just been like, "We're doing like you get to the line thirty four times, you're going to win most of those games, and you did win that game." But man, it had to just be brick against the wall, head against the brick wall type of frustrating. Well, I think I may have tossed my water bottle once, but um, <laughs> you know, like I said, we uh, the next practice we we worked on a lot of free throws and. You know, that's what a lot of close games come down to is, is free throw shooting. And, you know, I, I seen right off the bat that we needed to shoot more free throws, you know, when we was tired. And that's what we started doing in practice, you know. And and uh, just at the spur of the moment, you know, we would stop things and have, you know, Anaya or Brianna or whoever just shoot a one-and-one free throw. And if they missed it, you know, we, we would get back it. on the line. So, yep. you know, um, like I said, you know, hopefully we're getting better – on the things that we need to work on, you know, such as the free throw shooting, taking care of the ball. Um, you know, that's that's all you can ask for. Sure. Pat, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll kind of break down some of the impact players that you've had and just kind of your thoughts going forward on what the season's going to look like. I'm Sean Fry, your host of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. More of Pat Scheibe 
the Parsons Vikings girls basketball coach here on KLKC Radio. Don't go anywhere. And we're back here on the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Pat Scheibe, the Parsons Vikings girls basketball coach, joins me this week. Head, head coach of the 4-0 Parsons Vikings. Got to feel good uh, to say that the best start that they've had under your coaching tenure, that you're in your fourth season now. Uh, Pat, let's look at some of the impact players you had, and I want to start with Anaya Hinman. 4-0, four games, Anaya Hinman has four double-doubles. She has been an anchor for the squad. Obviously, she's one of the best one of the best all-around athletes in the SEK League, almost regardless of sport. She, she is one of the best outside hitters in volleyball. She's going to be one of your best post players in the league in basketball. And then I believe she's a league champion in track as well. And, and I know she's a state medalist in some jumping events. She is a true athlete. But it still seems like she's taken another step forward early in this year. What have you? How have you maybe gauged her progress early this year? You know, Anaya has. I I felt you know definitely matured, and like you said, she's a terrific athlete. And you know, the first first two games, she had fifteen rebounds each. Then I think ten rebounds and twelve rebounds. But you know, she's definitely stepped up her game, and and that's what I told you know. Her and Sydney, you know, if you guys are going to be All-State, you need to play like an All-State player. And I feel like both of them girls have, uh, you know, definitely played like, you know, All-State players so far this year. Sydney Shivey, and you just mentioned her, that your daughter, uh, obviously known as a deadly, uh, can be a deadly outside scorer. You have hammered into me that you want to see her score at all three levels now. Uh, as she enters her junior season, and we started to see that she almost looks to drive first now. She looks to put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, and get and get a a better shot opportunity. Still has a deadly three point shot, and it forces defenses to honor it. Uh, how is but with no Ellie Valentine Florence, uh, it, 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 Sydney has certainly commanded more just simple handling of the ball this year as well. How has she kind of evolved this year? Well, you know, like you said, she's she's an extremely good shooter, and you know, we felt like the the way she ended the season last year when she was really taking it to Topeka Hayden driving that you know she's our best free throw shooter, and she needs to get to the line. And I think against uh, Circle, I think she was at the line uh, ten times that game, and you know was eight of ten. So definitely, we want her to keep attacking the basket and. You know, like I tell her, just, you know, take what the defense gives you. If they're going to give you a wide-open shot, you know, bust it. But if they come flying out there, then, you know, just, you know, look to penetrate some. And and uh, I feel like she's she's definitely picked up her game. And, um, you know, uh, defensively, you know, she still, still, you know, needs a little improvement. But they all do. So, uh Oscar Patel, the other one, another one I wanted to ask her about. This is a girl who gave you 19 against Gerard, was your leading scorer in a game you won in overtime. Can never discount that. We saw Oscar Patel in volleyball season start to really come out of her shell a little bit athletically. She's starting to be more assertive, but you know she scores 19 against Gerard and then gives you zero the very next game. Uh, how do we kind of see more consistent positive? Not that. You can score zero and have a positive outing, but obviously Oshka has the ability to score the ball in volume. How do we see that more consistently out of her? What is maybe holding her back from being, you know, instead of going 19 and zero, going 11, 10, 15, 9, something like that? Yeah, Oshka's an extremely good athlete, and she's been working hard. And um, like you said, though, um, she needs a little bit more consistency, and I think it will come, you know, after a few more games under her belt and everything, 
and even the games she didn't score, she still contributed, you know, on off on defense as well and in steals and she's very long and athletic. So, you know, I I think she will be fine and, and she's another good free throw shooter. So we need to get her attacking, you know, the basket a little bit more instead of just relying on the three. I think that's the big thing with her. Mm-hmm. Uh Riley Dunlay, another starter for you, uh, found herself in a kickboxing match <laughs> against Circle the other day. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll just move right past that. But just the fact that you know, I, I talked to I, I will say I talked to Riley Dunlay's uh, family afterwards. I was talking to Shannon Dunlay, her older sister, and they were sitting in the stands and they said they didn't see what happened. But they saw the scrum and kind of things start to get a little testy there. And their parents go, I bet Riley was involved. <laughs> She's, she is a very physical presence in there. She has no problem kind of throwing her body around and, and, and making her physicality known. She has sometimes more confidence to shoot the ball inside than other players do. She has no problem. And, and sometimes those six points you get out of her came when nothing else was going to go in that possession. What has Riley Dunley's evolution looked like? This was a girl who was, you know, spent most games almost riding the pine last year. Now she's a starter. Well, I'll tell you one thing, you know, Riley's a, she's a hard worker and she, she practices just like she plays. She practices hard and practice. And sometimes the girls don't like to go against her because, you know, she is physical, but I know one thing, you know, She's always going to give 100% effort, and um, she's very strong down low, and we need her to just, you know, be able to, like you said, maybe put some putbacks in and, um, you know, score four six points a game there. And uh, But Riley is definitely, she's she's our anchor down low and, and uh, has really, you know, stepped up and is becoming a, a pretty good basketball player. What is, what is the most important role that you feel like Brianna Patterson can serve? on the floor. She's probably the closest to a true point guard that you have given uh, Ellie's departure. Uh, she she has the ability to put them on the floor and get to the hole a little bit. She obviously probably not as prolific an outside score as some of your other options on the floor, but I, you know, I, I think Brianna Patterson is an important piece, but I, I can't quite put my finger on what exactly is her maximizing your role? And I think you might have a better perspective on that than me. Well, the one thing we, you know, expect out of Brianna, <clears throat> she's our only senior. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we expect leadership. And, um, you know, I've told her in, in practice, you know, sometimes she just needs to slow down a little bit during the game, you know, and um, just, uh, you know, be a little bit more patient, I believe. And, um, you know, she, she's been attacking the basket very, very well. And, um, you know, she just needs to look to, to take care of the basketball and just really play under control for us and, and give us that leadership, I feel. Mm-hmm. And um, she's definitely been rebounding well, and, and she's she's kind of a, a glue to our team, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. Now, depth, th- those are your starting five. The depth behind them is where probably the biggest question marks lie with your team. You, you're not going to be able to go eight, nine deep, but you do have two bodies behind them that you're starting to trust more and more, and that is Sailor Ray and Jaden Kendrick. I'll tell you right now, not that I'm not a fan of anybody else, I am a huge fan of Jaden Kendrick, at least from what I saw in that Gerard game. I know she only gave you five points in that Gerard game. I'm convinced you don't win it without her, with her energy that she brought off the bench. Sailor Ray gave you 17 points a game later off the bench. 
uh, you know, I'm very curious, you know, with those two in particular, as you look to develop a little more depth, if you can go seven instead of going six, that's a big difference. You can give multiple starters some spells on the bench and get them rested. How do you kind of see that unfolding right now? Yes, you know, Jaden Kendrick, she brings a lot of energy, you know, when she's out there. And, and that's what I told her. I said, you know, when you come in, you have to, uh, you know, go hard as you can. And uh, we don't need you to score a lot, but we need you to play extremely good defense and rebound and just play smart, you know, and don't try to do too much. And, um, you know, I feel like she, she does could, rebound well. I feel like she could, you know, get more playing time as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. And um, she's been, you know, getting a lot of time in the JV as well. And, and like you said, Sayla, you know, she was a big spark plug for us at Wichita Collegiate. You know, she had 17 off the bench, was our leading scorer. And Sayla has, has really uh, developed into a good shooter. And um, she just got to get a little bit more physical and a little bit more comfortable when she has the ball in her hands and i think you know with the more playing time she gets the better she's going to get and i've been trying to play her you know six quarters every night to get the most minutes we can you know out of her so she develops but you know one thing about uh the the younger girls too i have to talk about them our, our jv team went three and oh out there and uh in the circle tournament as well and i was extremely proud of them um the three freshmen that we have with Cadence Ball, Cadence Manners, and and Braylon Mitchell, you know, has really stepped up, and you know they play extremely hard. So uh, I'm just I can't say enough about them three freshmen too, and if they stick with it, they're going to be very good basketball players. You know, we got about two three minutes left here, Pat. I do want to talk about how this season might unfold, and and kind of circle back to how you stack up in this SEK League race, and I kind of want to go back to volleyball season a little bit. The Parsons Vikings volleyball team was in the hunt for a league title for a long time during that stretch of the year. They were truly a contender, but then they had a bad night in Independence where they were up a set and then up 24-20 in the second set against Fort Scott, needed one point to put them away, and then they would have left that building with at least a share of first place. Instead, they lose to Fort Scott, then they get swept out of there by Independence, and they were out of the SEK race, basically. And you talk about teams that win league titles, and I, with Christy Steiner now sitting in Parsons, I bet she can, te- you know, she can teach more than anybody within 100 miles about winning league titles year after year. You have to be good all year long. You cannot have a downstretch like that. You, you might get a—I mean, no— Asking perfection is too much, but you got to come damn close to it. How how do you see this team able to? Is this team that you have this group able to withstand the rigors of a twenty game regular season schedule and a you know a a twelve game league schedule and play well enough all twelve of those games to to earn contender status and potentially win this league title? Well, I can tell you one thing: in the SEK coaching, it's extremely fun. There is no cupcakes, you know, in this league. And, you know, we haven't even mentioned the Chanutes, um, Pittsburghs, you know, teams like Coffeyville. Coffeyville's been getting better. They brought everybody back. So that's what I'm saying. If you don't bring it, you know, night in, night out, anybody can step up and, and beat you in this league. And I feel like since I've been coaching, this is probably uh, the most, most balanced, balanced. balanced yeah. the league has, has been in a few years. And, um, so, you know, it's it's going to be a dogfight night in and night out. And uh, 
hopefully, you know, that's why we're just trying to take it one game at a time. And I feel like your SEK champion could have two or three losses. That's very true and, uh, as well. So, you know, it's, it's very balanced. and That was true in volleyball. I believe the champion had three losses. Yeah. So, you know, that's any anybody can beat anybody. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's what's fun about it. But you definitely can have, you know, a, a bad stretch because they could definitely knock you out of the, mm-hmm. the race. So, Hopefully this week, you know, we can have a great week and get started off good and then have a, a much needed, you know, break. I my voice needs a break as well. And I, and I four, dragged you in here for a twenty five minute radio show. Four, <laughs> four games in uh, nine days, you know. I I know one thing, I our girls are, are, are tired and so hopefully they get some rest, you know, day or two and be ready to go again. There you go. Well, hey, Pat, thank you for coming on. I'm excited to see how this season unfolds the rest of the way. I think you guys will look great to start the year and uh, certainly a, a lot of opportunity for this Parsons girls team uh, to do something special. We saw the glimmers of that last year, and I, I think with the just the sheer volume of experience and talent that you have this year, guys are always going to be a tough out. That'll do it for the War Room here on this week on KO Casey Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Once again, thank you to Pat Scheibe, Parsons Vikings girls basketball coach. Are you ever going to get the 730 tip this year, coach? Oh, I don't know, Sean. You're going to have to work on that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) another thing that I didn't mention, you know, it's not how you start the season. It's how you finish the season. Mm -hmm. And the last several years, you know, we've been playing our best basketball at the end. So that's our our goal this year. But you keep working on that 730 tip. (laughs) Well, I, I will do my best. That'll do it on the war room. Uh, like I said, thank you to Pat Shivey for coming on. And once again, congratulations to Haley Miller and Chesley Cook. Haley Miller, the Lebec Community College volleyball coach, on her wedding there in Jamaica, enjoying it right now. I am going to go home and go back to bed. Chiefs got a hard-fought win. Both Pat and I struggled through this radio interview, and we're out of here. Stay safe and God bless. <laughs>